Hello, Shred Nation. In keeping with the theme from last episode, we are back for another one focusing on shred truck drivers, the face, the voice, the presence of the shredding industry. This week, we have two more long-term experienced drivers, Jesus Rivera from Ultra Shred Technologies in Jacksonville, Florida, and Pat Lashley from Crown Shredding in Orlando, Florida. If you haven't listened to Johnny Williams, who was my guest on the last episode, be sure to listen to that one as well. It was really good. My goal with these episodes is to have you hear these long-term drivers and get a sense for what's kept them around so long. If you're an owner or leader who's hiring drivers, I want you to hear their style, their focus, the thinking they have in order to look for others who may be like them. If you're a driver, and I'm really glad if you're a driver and you're listening to this today, I want you to aspire to more than 15 years of service like Jesus and like Pat. This episode is a mashup of Jesus and Pat and the conversation I had with both of them. We jump back and forth in this episode. Uh, my producer, Finn Cuthbert, has done a masterful job of making this a fun episode, jumping back and forth between the conversations that I had with both Jesus and Pat. So let's jump in. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Shred Coach Podcast with Tom Adams. In this episode, veteran shred truck drivers Jesus Rivera of Ultra Shred Technologies and Pat Lashley of Crown Shredding share the secrets to their success. They discuss the challenges of driving shred trucks, such as navigating tight spaces and dealing with customer requests, as well as lessons learned, such as listening to customers, taking extra materials when requested, and driving safely. Jesus Rivera, welcome to the Shred Coach Podcast. I am really glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to talking to you. So let's let's start by finding out who you work for and how long you've been driving a shred truck for them. Tell me a little bit about your company and how long you've been around. Tell me your story, I guess, about coming into this world. Well, I work for uh, Ultra Shred Technology here in Jacksonville, Florida, and I've been here 16 years. Wow. Tell me about 16 years ago. How did you find out about Ultra Shred? How did you show up at the door? What? Give me the, the story of finding them. Okay. I used to have my own truck, my tractor trailer in cross country and I work for myself, but I'm not doing good. I saw my truck and I look it in the paper and I see applies. In 2006, June 6, 2007, that's what I started here. And I've been working since that. I like the job. They keep me in shape. I lose like 60 pounds when I started here. <laughs> well, because you were driving long haul, right? Yeah. So was your you sold your long haul truck and then you came and started. So tell me when you first looked at a shredding truck, what did you think? What what were your original thoughts about a shredding truck? You must have gone, what the heck is this? It was pretty cool because I see something different. And I never think about shredding truck. And when I see it, all the stuff you have to do, because I like, I like work. And I just see it. It's a lot of stuff. And I like challenge. Yeah. So do you remember that first shred truck you drove? Do you remember what it was? What brand it was? What kind of equipment it had in it? What, it, what do you remember about yeah, it? Yeah, we call him a dinosaur because it was one of the first truck you had to bring a ramp. It's, they call it a 25, and we had to bring a ramp 
by hand and then push it, bring all the way down, bring the bend, put the bend up, and then the, the bend lifter is just lifting halfway. Rest of we have to pull him by hand. That's, oh. that's what we don't call him on Frankenstein. So you worked on Frankenstein, and which was a dinosaur of a shred truck. So did you have any really scary experiences on those early trucks? Was there any kind of crazy story you have about those early dinos, the, you know, the dinosaur or the big beast one? Anything that you remember? Especially the big truck, the 75. It's a huge truck. And then when you go to those little towns, they got a bunch of trees or, or you don't have a place to park. You have to block the whole road. That's a scary. <laughs> Pat Lashley, welcome to the Shred Coach Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yes. So let's start right from the basics. Tell me the company you work for and how long you've worked for them and what you do for, for them. Tell me a little bit about your story. I work for Crown Shredding and I've been here 17 years and we go to different accounts and pick up the document to be destroyed. So 17 years, like, tell me how you, like, just take me back in your story. How did you get involved in Crown? Like, how did you show up to Crown 17 years ago? I was working for Rinka and working for Rinka, when it rains, you don't, you don't work. So you don't get paid. So I was going to a job site and I saw a truck go by and I just saw shredding. So I Googled it, a shredding company, and when it happened, got the name. I called the company, and they was looking for a full-time driver. I said, I'll be there for an interview. I interviewed, and they gave me the job. Dang, that's cool. So you started back then, and I, I can only imagine at that point, Crown was what, one or two trucks? I mean, that's well, all they had, had at that had, point? When I started, yeah, one trucks. It had three guys, two guys doing part-time, and I was full-time. It was a six-speed all I remember it was a six-speed truck, and it really? it had a tilt body, so the body would tilt to um empty the load. And was it a integrated shredding system, or was it one of those bolt-on, those old like those old sort of in, internal ones that was within the body of the truck, but it wasn't an integrated shredding system. That was, that was, it was interacted with the truck. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you get started, you're the first full-time driver, and you've been at this a long time, obviously. So let, let's start with some questions about what, do you, what are your secrets? For somebody to stay this long in this game, you got to have some secrets that you've learned in terms of, we know that Crown's a good company. I've, I've already had Jay on the show, like the guy's a rock star, he's good at what he does. So then if it's a good company, then... Pat, what, what have you learned or what do you do or how do you think about what you do in order to have stayed around as long as you have? Give, give me some of the ways you think about your job as opposed to just what you do. Well, what I do is I just do what I'm supposed to do. My job title is to go out, pick up papers to be shred and shred them. And if there's a problem, I call the company and they handle the problem. I just listen to the customer. Whatever the customer wants, I just give it to them. If they want me to take extra materials, no problem. The customer is always right. So I just go with what the customer says. You know, as long as it's not nothing illegal or anything like that. Yeah. You know, if I go to a place and the customer will ask me a question, if I can answer it, I answer it. If I can't, I will tell them a, a person or give them a, a, a phone number to a person that can't answer it. And 
that, that's my secret. I just listen to the customers. I listen to the, the people that that's above me. And if there's a problem, I go to them with it and they'll solve it. So, Jesus, you've, you've been here 16 years at Ultra Shred. When somebody stayed 16 years with a company, there's something, I think, there's two things. One is there's something the company is doing right, and there's something you as the employee is doing right. So let's, for the sake of this conversation, assume that Ultra Shred's a good company, right? So Ultra Shred's good. What have you done to be a great employee? What What are the things that you come to work with, the secrets that have allowed you to stay as long as you have? What What are some of your secrets? Remember, I'm coming from my own truck, my own company. And then mm. when I come in here, I just think about us still working for my own company. And mm. I try doing the best and working hard. And these people, they treat me good. And they let me do what I'm doing best because nobody stopped me. Nobody bothered me. I grab my route and I go and I try doing 120%. And I think that's mm. the secret. These people, they let me do my job. They don't micromind me. So you then, you get your route scheduled for today. And how do you give 120%? Like what, what are some of the things you're doing that are the 120%? I just try doing the as fast as I can. I don't mess around safely first. And I treat the yeah. customer real good. I mean, I got a bunch of customers. They, they like me and I make it happy. Even if he, if he, they treat me bad, I just try to not doing nothing, make the customer mad because customer always right. And I just like my job. I mean, I just go do it and I don't know. It's something I love it. Wow. Well, it, it, it seems to me that if you, if you've stayed at a job for 16 years, there's something about it that works for you. So, so let, let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the rules you have, maybe not that ultra shed demands of you, but your own personal rules to like you act like your own company, but I want to, I wonder how you think about managing your truck. Like what are some of the rules that you have about driving your truck, managing your truck, start of the day, end of the day? Just give me some of the way you think about managing the truck. Well, first I have to keep my truck clean and I just go and drive the truck safely. I know just when I started in the morning, I just go and not stop. I mean, I try park my truck safely, then nobody, nobody just go inside, doing my, grab my papers and dump it. And it's not much, I mean, to do it. I mean, just out to doing by the safety, you know, leave the paper out, make sure there's no paper around, blow out. Well, I keep my truck grease. I check everything. Actually, I know working in the trucks. I know the whole system. I've been fixing everything in the truck. Really? Oh, yeah. So, Pat, somebody who's done this as long as you have, you've obviously seen some benefit from doing things like safety checks. From what I've heard from talking to a lot of owners in this industry, people would prefer not to do that safety check. Right. It's easier. It's like the get so, and go. Yeah. So what, what have you learned over the years or have you had experiences where failing to do that has created problems? For no, you? because I always, I always check it 
and okay. I always would catch something that needs to be fixed or something like when, when if we come in and the light is out, we carry extra light bulbs with us. We could we could change them out. Or if I get to a stop and there's a problem, I would call the office and tell them, and they would call the shop to find out if we could troubleshoot it so I could finish my route where it's not endangering anybody. So the shredding industry is inherently about security. Right. How do you think about security? How do you think about when you get to a, a location? How are you as a driver thinking through how to ensure that there's security? So one thing is driving the truck, showing up, shredding the paper, but built into this whole system is that requirement for chain of custody to make sure nobody has access to that. I never leave a bed unattended, no matter if it's locked or not. And I make sure that the bin is not overfilled where paper is flying out. And when I dump it, I, I look on the floor in case something might fly out. Because a lot of times when you dump it, they have light paper like receipts and yep. they can fly out. And a lot of times I walk around my truck while the paper is shredded to make sure something didn't fall out and I didn't catch it. Got it. Right. So let's jump over to a, another angle. Let's Let's assume that I gave you a rookie driver, not from Crown, because Crown's got some cool stuff going on, but from another company. And I said, Pat, it's your job to teach this rookie driver. They're only 90 days into their job, but what are some of the, the most important things you would tell them? What are some of the most important things you would say to them in order for them to have a long career like you've had? What would you tell them? The most important thing is to listen to the customers and Read your tickets because the tickets will tell you everything. It'll tell you where the address to the place is. It'll tell you where to park, who's the contact person, and the time if they if they go anywhere for lunch, the times that they close for lunch and they'll be back. And anything special like the, the tickets will tell you like special notes like, you know, don't come here between 12 and 1 or... Yep. You know, don't slam the doors or be quiet and stuff like that. So read your tickets and, and, and any questions you have. And if you're not sure, always call the office because they will tell you what's what. You said earlier that you make the customer happy. So, Jesus, how do you do that? Like, are, do you... Uh... Is it about remembering their names? What are the things that you specifically do to keep customers happy? No, I don't remember nobody's name. And uh, I just, yes, ma'am, no, man, yes, sir, no, sir. Or just somebody come in and ask me for something. I said, I do anything you need me. And if it's something, they have some extra and I, I don't have the time to do it. I just... I never say no. I say, let me call the office and see what I can do. But always, yes. I never say no to the customer. Never. Mm. So I'm guessing if you've been around for 16 years, you might teach new drivers how to do things. Yeah, I train in all the time. Every driver's coming. I'm the training. And I try to explain this. Never say no to the customer. Be respect. So... Let's imagine for a moment that somebody's listening to you now who's a brand new driver, but they don't work with you. They don't get to come on a ride with you or you don't get to ride with them and show them. What would you tell them are the most important things they should learn? You just told me never say no to the customer, but what else would you tell them to do in their first 90 days to help them be the best driver they can be? Well, just some follow the rules. 
because that's the main thing here. It's a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility in this job because you got a lot of documents and you have to follow the rules and, and doing everything exactly what the driver or the owner of the company told you to do it. They have to work in hard because this is a, that's the first thing I told them here. It's a more easy job. But you, you have to make it easy if you like work hard because some, some days hard, especially when you're doing yeah. some purchases. Oh my goodness. I did a one in, in Panama City and I did a one. It was like three days. These people, they never shred before. I think I did it over, over a thousand boxes. In three days? Yes. Yes, because wow. I had to do it my route. Plus I got to go back over there and do it. Oh, okay. So it wasn't three days, like where it was eight hours a day. No, no, no. It was it's like you did your route, then you went. I'm sorry. No, you did your route, and then you went and shredded all these boxes. Yes. It's like this morning wow. I did it like 50 boxes in three hours. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? <laughs> I'm going to go turn 60 in the month. 60? Yes. So at 60, you're... You're throwing down 350 boxes today, a thousand over three days, and that's you're doing your route to begin with. What do you do to stay in shape? Like, is it just you come to work every day and stay in shape? But that, like this, this isn't an easy job, like you said. It's physical. So, what what do you do to stay in shape to do the job? Yes, you do? it helped it and never lay down. You just always working, doing something, and jogging and doing exercise. So, Pat, you've mentioned listen to the customer a number of times, but I can only imagine just based on what you said that you have a relationship with customers. So tell me a little bit about, so if I'm watching you work, like, do you walk in and use the customer's name? Do you have, like, uh, how how is that, how is the relationship will you have with the customer? What have you done to build really good relationships with customers? I just talk to them as a person. I don't try to be mm. above them or anything or be authoritative. I just come in there and I talk to them as a friend. I go in and I always say morning to everybody and always smile. I always smile. And mm. I guess with that smile, it just clicks because every time I'm not at my stop. They're always asking, where am I? You know, oh, he's on vacation. Oh, he's on another route. And when I get back to that route, where you been? Or oh, I've been on vacation or, <laughs> or another route or something like that. Well, we don't want you to do that. You got to always come here. Right. We want you to come to our place. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to change the attention because I know we've already talked about that Jay's a good guy. But let's assume you're not talking to Jay now. And as, as a driver that has a lot of experience, 17 years worth working for a company, if you knew that a whole bunch of owners were listening to other people like Jay, but not Jay, what advice would you give them to make sure they keep a driver like you? Listen to the driver. If the driver has a issue, try to find out what's the issue is and, and try to solve it. Because if you don't solve it and then... It'll get blown out and he's going to say, well, they don't care about me. All they care about is bottom dollar. I, I'm just a number to them. Try, try, to, try to get to know them and their family, you know, how's mm. your family doing, you know, stuff like that. You know, just don't, just don't, you know, hey, okay, you're a good driver. You know, 
try to get to know their family and, and what they go into in the daily life, you know, because a lot of people, you know, they may have a job, but they're still struggling, you know, yeah. to make ends meet and try to find out if, if, if somebody in their family member is, you know, is hurting or something like that, you know, because here it is, my wife, she had a bad hip and she just got surgery, you know, so now everything is down to us one one person so i'm just the breadwinner of the house now you know but nobody knows that because we got to right. talk to them and, and and see you know beside the job what's going on outside of the of, of your job you know once you right. punch out usually nobody don't call anybody when they punch out they go home oh let me call him and see how is he's doing how's his family doing and stuff like that yeah, it's it's such an important thing, Pat, because, you know, when you when you think about it, you're the you're the face of your company that mm-hmm. a lot of times the owners, not the owner or sales reps might have sold the job, but you're the one who maintains the job. And so they the relationship, anybody else. Right, right, right. And that relationship they have with you is a really important part of the process. So it's it's really helpful to. To hear you say it, because a lot of times I think it's easy for, you know, for owners to forget that the person who's the face of your company is also a real human being with uh, and they also needs have and problems and, and yep. this and that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great advice, Pat. And congratulations on 17 years. I, I'm not sure I've heard of anyone who's been in the game longer. So it's it's quite the run you've had. Yeah. And I I know that Jay is a lucky man to have you working for him. So so thank you for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience. And I really appreciate you being here with us. Well, thank you. It was an honor. You've worked with with Ultrashed for a lot of years, Jesus, uh, Walt and Margaret. Mm-hmm. And, and and so I'm not asking about them, but if another owner, like say an owner of another company was listening to you, what would you tell them to do to keep an employee like you for 15 years? What would you tell other owners to do to ensure that their employees, their drivers, their shred truck operator drivers stay as long as possible? What's, what's some good advice you would give them? Because they don't get advice a lot of times from their own drivers. So I, I'm asking you to give it to them. Just give it the give it the chance and treat it like a like a part of the company. Like just no micromite. Just give it the route and letting go and doing his way. And check it out. If he the guide, I mean even if follow the rules, but letting let him do his route and let him work. No pushing and no Check it out all the time and micro mind. And I think the the driver keep the the driver happy, not treating like a, a number. I treat this company like my. I fix trucks, I'm doing route and I helping and I washing truck, I sweep the floor, I do everything I have to do. Just just treat the I mean that's the main thing. Treat the driver like a like a person, part of the company. Treating the person not like a driver, like a goal, make money for me, then come back. Well, Jesus, it's been really good talking to you. Thank you for uh, thank you for sharing your experience, your perspective, and man, congratulations on 16 years. Yeah, at Altership, that's really really great to hear. Thank you for having me, man. Have a good day. 
Thanks again for listening to the Shred Coach Podcast with Tom Adams. Make sure to visit TomAdams.com for executive coaching, advisory board services, podcasting, training, and more. And subscribe to our email list so you can have first access to brand new strategies, tips, and ideas from trusted shredding and business professionals.